0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're having a great week. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year, period, point blank, period. It is our post-Thanksgiving wrap-up. I want to hear about your family trauma. What did you do on Turkey Day? Did you sit around the table and stab a relative? You know, was there a a political outburst by by Nana? I want to know all of the trauma. So we're going to get into it today. We're going to hit the hotline. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. But you know, it's that time of year it's a holiday season. And Thanksgiving for me has always been a little bit of like a, a little bit of a letdown. I, you know, we'll cook a ton and then it'll just be the four of us, Jeff, my mom, my sister, and I, and then, not that that's not a beautiful thing, but I feel like Thanksgiving, it's, there's two parts. We don't have a big family so I am always, like, in a weird way, very jealous of the people who have 65 cousins. We have cousins. We just, you know, don't hear from them often. <laughs> that makes it sound like gossipy and juicy. It's not. It's just that, that it is what it is. But we never grew up, you know. We kind of always had our nuclear core four, if you will. So yesterday was just the four of us. And we cooked enough food for 45 people. And, of course, we consider our friends family. And we had people coming by. But um I'm always secretly a little jealous of the people who have 65 cousins, 19 in-laws, everybody's there around the table. It's buffet style because there's too many fucking kids. In a weird way, I'm jealous of the chaos. But then in another way, when I am just making my plate of leftover food the next day, which is pasta, because, you know, I don't heat up mashed potatoes. We didn't even make those this year. We did a duck. We did filet. We did an amatriciana for my favorite restaurant in Rome, Il Falcetto. We did make a stuffing with a nice chorizo, but we did not do your traditional Thanksgiving garb. But anyways, I was heating up my pasta before I came into the studio today. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is nice. Nobody else got their paws on this because there's only four of us. So suck my dick. Everybody else with big families. But then after dinner, we had some friends come over and we all took edibles. And then we walked over to my, my neighbor's house. Shout out to Lindsay. Stopped by Lindsay's house, you know, and I did the usual. She just moved into the neighborhood. We're dear friends from high school. So I had to peruse through, see who her interior designer was. You know what I mean? Check out the carpet, kind of rub my fingers along the drapes, just do a general judgment. But Lindsay has great taste. So the house looked fantastic. And then now, let me tell you what I did. I get high as a kite. I go over there. I bring my own glass of tequila. Okay, I got a tequila on the rocks because the wine's been giving me a hangover. So I got my own tequila. Lindsay, you know, her whole family's there. She's got 65 kids running through the house. They're playing pinball, basketball. I mean, it's lit. And we show up, you know, with the giggles. And I am just judging the hell out of the home decor. She's already got her tree up. So that makes me feel like less of a woman. But we're sitting there. We sit outside by a beautiful fire. They've got this gorgeous built-in patio, like hit with TVs. We're watching the old Miss game. And she's like, hey, Heather, you know, a lot of ladies in the neighborhood were on this group chat. Do you want to be in it? And I'm literally, I knew I made the decision under the influence, but I said, put me in, coach. I want to be in the neighborhood group chat. Now, I'm not going to tell you the name of my neighborhood, but let's say it's called, I don't know, Riverdale. Riverdale. So now I am in the women of Riverdale group text. I'm high as a kite. I send a photo to everybody like, what's up? Peace sign. I'm already getting texts. People are like, yo, what's up? It's Amy. I live on you know, down street. And I've got the two golden doodles, you know, like I am in it. I'm getting dog descriptions, children descriptions. My husband's got a bald spot on the left side of his head. You know, I'm Gary and I am in it. So I'm making little profiles like, you know, I like to scrapbook. So I made little profiles for all the new girls that are in the group chat from our neighborhood And I'm so excited. I'm I'm already ready for wine night. I'm like, let me know what the fuck is going on in the neighborhood. Because I feel a little out of it. You know, I'm on the road all the time. And I'm technically the oldest member of the neighborhood when it comes to longevity. I mean, I've been living technically since it's my mother's home. We've been living in the hood for over 20 something years. And then all this young blood has now come in. And their kids go to the private school down the street. That was a rival to my private school. And I'm in it. You know what I mean? I'm in it. So I made the mistake last night, being very high under the influence, to join the women of Riverdale's group chat, which it's not a mistake. I'm thrilled. But I'm ready for the hot goss. I'm ready to be able to go on night walks with some other broads, listen to them bitch about their kids. We can all collectively bitch about our husbands. I mean, it's a good thing. my friend Lindsay said, she goes, you know, you open a can of worms, okay? Get ready. And I'm like, I'm here. I got a little time off the road. And you know what I'm ready to do? Become a domestic goddess. I want one of these women to come over, watch me sweeping out my garage and say, honey, you're doing it wrong. And then I want them to slip me a little number. And they're like, this is my guy. His name is Alex. He will come here, redo your floors and build you floor to ceiling cabinetry. No one will ever see a fucking thing. No one will ever fucking know that Jeff has golf clubs because they will be hidden. That's what I'm getting horny for. I'm ready for the camaraderie. I'm ready for the home decor notes. I'm ready for, you know, uh, maybe maybe a dual Costco run with a bitch named Miranda. That's what I'm ready for. Now, I have my core friends. I'm blessed to be, you know, very tight with a wonderful group of guys, gals, gays, but I'm ready to stir it up in the neighborhood. You know cuz it's only been the old farts that I've known forever and now we got young blood. They're all members of the country club. You know what I mean? We're going to we're going to join a ladies nine hall. And um I'm just going to start stirring the fucking pot in the hood. In a good way. In a good way. Fun. You know what I mean? I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I had a nervous breakdown 2 days before Thanksgiving where I just okay, my mom's going to hear this. So I have to tread lightly. My mom is the greatest woman on the planet. It is a lot though, living under the same roof as your parent. And Jeff and I sometimes have these moments where we're like, it's hard. Like you're sitting at breakfast, having your coffee and I'm getting literally peppered with questions for the day where if it was just my husband and I living in our own home, you know, that wouldn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that I don't want to be around Robin. That is, a, that is a beautiful blessing that I still have my mom in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. But there are days when you have to go outside and find a, find a cypress tree and kind of put your teeth into the bark and just scream and just go, you know what I mean? That is also something you have to do. So my sister-in-law was in town. We went to a beautiful dinner. We come back and my mom was just peppering me with questions in the car. It's like 9 p.m. I've had a glass of wine. I'm done. I'm still working, right? We'll get to the neighbors in a second. So I'm still working. So my mom says something in the car. It just put me in a tailspin. I was already stressed. You know what I mean? It's right before the holiday. I've got work deadlines. It was just a stressful evening. I go outside and Jeff can't find me. I don't go back in the house with the rest of the family. I'm underneath our porch, right, and I am just literally—I'm in a ball, and I am just screaming into the into the rose bush, just you know, the dormant rose bush. Just like, <coughs> and Jeff cannot find me, and he's doing that thing where he's like, Heather. Ah, had to, where are you? And I've got my teeth. I've got thorns, those little rosebud thorns in my gums, but I'm just doing it as a sense of relief because I needed a break from everybody in the family. I'm just like, <coughs> you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Any woman who's got a backyard with a rose bush or a cypress tree knows that at some point you have needed to escape your family and just dig your teeth into it. So I'm down there. So Jeff, you know, men cannot pick up on when you need a five. I'm like, I need a five. It's nothing against you. I just need to go outside, get some fresh air and put my gums against this rose bush to feel alive. So Jeff comes downstairs. She's like, where are you? Uh, Heather, where are you? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't give away my hiding spot, which is under the porch next to the dormant rose bush." So he comes down and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I just need a minute to myself." And then I took my phone. Guys, here's the thing. I'm cool as a cucumber. I really am like one of those people. I mean, I'll get frustrated and stressed, but then I just have a giant cortisol spike. So I'm like, You know how some people like pop off all the time and they always got an attitude or whatever. You never know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get from me 99% of the time. And then one minute I fucking snap. So my gums are in the rose bush and I'm trying to break my phone. I'm literally trying to break my iPhone. So Jeff comes down there he just (laughs) like, He's like, what the fuck? I look like a wolverine. I look like a rabid coyote just in a ball screaming. And I try and break my phone. And Jeff says, what is wrong with you? Which then, of course, triggers you to be like nothing. I tried to break my phone and then I threw it. I threw my cell phone in the mud. It was raining. And Jeff's like, this is not normal. I'm like, no, it's not normal. Most people just have like salty attitudes every day, all day. I'm chill until I have a psychotic break. And it was really over just like nothing. It was, you know, you just some, I'm PMSing. About to start my period. I was having a moment. (laughs) So. Jeff is now like freaking the fuck out. He's like, babe, the neighbors can hear you screaming into the rose bush. And I know that I have a new, young, cool neighbor. Shout out to any of the girls who are listening. If anybody knows whose golden retriever is Duke, they've got to hear me because I'm usually along their fence and Duke, their dog, will come up to the fence and kind of like... Give me kisses while I'm hiding behind our pool. We have like a, you know, like a pool system. You know that the it's the engine's running, so it kind of it muffles the sound of me screaming into this dormant rose bush. And there, this dog, who's my neighbor's dog, Duke. Beautiful golden retriever will come to come to the fence and just kind of be like, are you good? And I'm like, Duke, don't tell anybody we're here. And he's like, I know you need a 10. And Duke kind of keeps me company while I'm having a nervous breakdown. And the pool cleaner, you can just hear, you know, that's drowning out the screams as well. So Jeff comes out there. I've thrown my phone in the mud. Duke, the neighbor's dog, is just right up on me. He's giving me love. And literally Jeff's like, the people in this neighborhood are going to think you're fucking insane if you're out here in the rain behind a bush next to the pool pump screaming into the void. I was like, they're all doing the same thing. Anyways, long story short, to come full circle, I texted the girls. I said, side note, if you ever see me walking at night with two ravenous French bulldogs, just know I'm probably on an edible and I'm getting some meat time. Feel free to invite me in with my horrible dogs. You know, they might bite your children. I don't know. But either way, I am excited to see now that I've been let into the cool girl group of the neighborhood. I'm excited to see if if my fellow gown pals in the hood are also doing the same thing. You know, maybe they're next to a fern. Maybe they're next to a, you know, a nice red peony. I don't know. But I got to imagine that other people being stuck in the home with their family this this season at some point are finding a moment, you know, whether it's like on the side of the garage and you go out there and you get, you know, you hit the vape or you're you're cracking open your white wine and you're like, you know, you can barely get the straw out of the Stanley because you're just tweaking. But listen, I'm excited to have the camaraderie of the gals in the neighborhood. I'm excited to be let in on all the secrets because I'm gone a lot. But it's wild. You know, I I was craving this time at home. And then I realized sometimes being at home is also just as challenging. (laughs) Anyways, I say all this to let you know, if you see one of your family members outside, just gnawing on a rose bush. If you see your wife, you know, saying she's going for a walk, but she's really just rolling in the grass or just staring at a tree and crying, just let her have her moment because that's it. It's the mental load. Sometimes it's not the physical load of being with your family. It's the mental load. It's the questions. It's the lack of answers to those questions. It's the lack of where are you going to be in 10 years? I don't know, hopefully alive, but the world's on fire. So I am now excited because I know that the, the gals, the ladies of Riverdale, if you will, who are listening to this, I know that they listen to the podcast because when I when I put in the group text yesterday, hey, girls, so excited to be in the group. They're all like tiramisu, bitch. So this is really probably should have just been a private conversation with them. If you see me in my backyard, in my front yard, just staring into a bush, screaming, keep walking. Let me do my thing. And or bring me a dirty martini. Anyways, neighborhoods are fun, aren't they? You know, I love my dogs like they're human children. Okay. And that's why I give them the best of the best. And that is farmer's dog. What is farmer's dog? I'm going to tell you what. It is the best of the best. It's the best real fresh food that you could get for your animals. We believe that all dogs should be eating real fresh food, right? I feel like as a collective, we all believe that. Well, guess what? A farmer's dog, they've made it so easy. One of the reasons I love farmer's dog is because they make and deliver fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. So what's the best part about it? It comes pre-packaged, And you can go on the website. So you're like, okay, I know that my dogs can't handle chicken or some poultry, so I do the beef and the pork. And I go ahead and I type it in, and then I get little packages for macaroni. I get little packages for rigatoni. It already has it pre portioned out. So I know exactly how much to be giving them. It's delivered fresh to my door. I put it in the freezer. And then when I'm ready, I just leave one out on the counter or in the fridge overnight. So it's defrosted. My dogs go crazy for this shit. They love farmer's dog. I cannot tell you, once you get off kibble and you switch to farmer's dog, your dogs are going to love you. Their coats are shiny. The vet is so thrilled. They're able to keep a nice, healthy weight. They're not below. They're not above. It's just the best of the best. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Again, go to the, the that's T-H-E, thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Now back to the podcast. Okay, anywho, we are gonna get into the voicemails. We have so many voicemails. This is truly my favorite episode of the year because I love to recap what the fuck everybody got into. What stressed them out? What family member said something so fucking outrageous that you're like, I'm gonna call the cops on them? You know, everybody has that moment, whether you have a big family, a small family whatever, at some point you're about to lose your shit on someone. And you know what? That's a beautiful part of being alive. Because if you loved everybody equally, eh, that wouldn't be fun. I will say last night, Scarlett took a tumble. I had this great outfit on. I had my cowgirl boots on. I sat outside to have a beautiful glass of champagne. Um, William Sonoma did the sweetest thing. They sent me this beautiful package of Plates, china, glasses, beautiful champagne coops that have bees on them, really tastefully done. And anybody who's listened to the podcast, anybody in my life knows that my dad visits me, my late father. My dead fucking dad visits me as a yellow jacket or a bumblebee. That's just our signal. For some people, their mom comes back as a cardinal. For some people, they get shit on by a pigeon. Like that's just our thing. A lot of people see butterflies. My thing is I know my dad is always sending me a little message as a bee. So yesterday I'm making this beautiful pasta for Thanksgiving. My outfit's cute. I've got this gorgeous little apron on. I mean, I look like the MILF that I never thought I could be. So while my sauce is simmering, I take a step outside. It's a gorgeous day in Georgia, a little crisp, a little cool, but the sun is out. And I pour myself a beautiful glass of Bia Simone Rosé. And I pour it in this gorgeous little coop that's got bees all over it. And I think, you know what? I'm going to pour one out for dad. I go and I sit in my chair outside. My favorite, my most peaceful moment of my day is about five o'clock when I pour myself a little cocktail and I sit in this gorgeous chair and I overlook this, you know, Chateau McMahon, this giant Olympic sized pool that my dad put in our house that he never did quote unquote lapse in because, you know, that would have meant he needed to exercise. And I look at this gorgeous saltwater pool that was, you know, tastefully done. For my eczema enjoyment, because we went salt water, because I have to. I've got flared up skin. Regardless, so I'm sitting in this chair, I got a great outfit on, faces beat. You know, the hair extensions are extended and my sweet little puppy macaroni sitting on my lap, Rigatoni is laying on his little training dog bed. If you've ever seen these little dog beds, they're raised. They're always obnoxious colors. It's never like, you know, a cashmere that's going to blend in to your nice crate and barrel couch. No, no, no. They're always like bright blue, hot pink, neon. I guess it's so the fucking dogs can find them. Anyways, I get up. My mom says, you might want to check the sauce. I get up with a little, you know, a little pep in my step, a little gust of love in my heart because I was sitting having a gorgeous sunset moment thinking of my dad. And this is how I know my dad was present in this moment. I get up. My fucking cowgirl boot gets stuck on the goddamn raised dog bed. When I say Scarlet took a tumble, I ricocheted. Okay, this is this is the sequence of events. I get up. I turn, I take one step, I trip over the dog bed. I then try to take another step to correct myself. Now my other shoe's stuck under the dog bed. So now I'm pigeon-toed under a dog bed, but I'm still moving through time and space. We have a screen-in porch. I hit one side of the screen, that bumps me over. I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Trying to catch myself, I then slam my head against the glass window, which is our bay window, which is technically behind me. Then I ricochet back onto the other side of the screen and porch. And then when I come back this way, my champagne glass smashes against the window. I'm down. Glasses everywhere. I got three cuts on my ass that are the size of a damn, I mean, I don't, I'd say a, maybe a, a small plum. I mean, it's not great. Crash, bang, boom. The door is open to the kitchen, so my mom hears this. And immediately she's like, ah, screaming. Absolute bloody murder screaming. Jeff's taking a shit, so he is has no real moment of concern. And I know he's in the bathroom, and I'm like, he's the only one who can pick me up at this moment. But I, I was like, yeah, it's going to be 45 minutes. Jeff's taking a dump. So the dogs are, like, running through the glass. I can't get up because the leg is jammed under the damn dog bed. And my mom's screaming, then she gets the vacuum out immediately to try and clean up the glass. Well, what do you know? The dogs go fucking ape shit over the vacuum. And I'm laying there, trapped under this dog bed. My leg is twisted, my ankle, I can already feel it swelling. And I just sat there and I said, here I was, trying to enjoy this beautiful glass of champagne in this be-designed coupe of crystal, just to have a moment, have a nice moment to be like, Dad, I honor you for Thanksgiving. And he was like, Oh, Yo, you thought you were going to relax? brat, And just sent me on my ass. And then I had to ride a crawl over glass, wrangle the dogs, put them in their crates. Now they're in the crates just, you know, losing their mind because the vacuum's going off. And Jeff leisurely comes out of the bathroom and he's only... I mean, he's down the hall. There's no way you're not hearing this. He's like, what was all the commotion about? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just, you know, I got tears running down the face. And I'm just like, can you check the sauce? He's like, what do you mean? Are you burning the sauce? I'm like, check the fucking sauce, Jeff. Scarlett took a tumble. And if you don't know the reference, Scarlett took a tumble, then I, I, we can't be friends. I need you to get on the YouTubes right now. Google Scarlett took a tumble. If you see a, a video of a large African-American woman on a table and she looks like she might be about to take a tumble, then you're on the right video. It's the greatest video of all time on the internet, period, point blank. But I was Scarlett yesterday. Here I was feeling myself in my outfit. The vibes were good. I had the Disclosure. If you don't know, Disclosure is phenomenal. I don't know if they're like EDM. They're like DJs. But I listen to Disclosure Radio, and it is the best. It is the best. If you're cooking and you want vibes. So I've got that going on. It's a little techno, but not not binaural beats. You know what I mean? It's chill. So I've got that going on. I'm in this cute outfit from Zara. Barely fits because I put on a little weight, but I'm still feeling myself. I'm making this beautiful sauce from ill fought shadow, I go, you know, I'm gonna pour myself a little coupe of champagne. And then I'm down, down, covered in shards of glass. And now I'm down one fucking bee coupe. So you know what I'm doing on Black Friday? I'm ordering more glasses. And I just knew in that moment, my dad was like, oh yeah, you thought you were gonna just squeeze on by this Thanksgiving? Think again, bitch. Hit the deck. I literally... Metaphorically, physically, spiritually, and actually literally hit the damn deck. So that was a nice little wake up call. And then Jeff comes out, What's the commotion about? Oh my God, everybody screaming. Is everybody okay? No, Jeff. No, we are not. I was more crying because, my, I mean, my, my ass got down. The ankle is thick today. But I was more pissed about the glass. I can buy another glass. But it was just, you know, life has these little moments of bringing you back down. Just when you think you're feeling yourself, just when you think you were feeling yourself, forget it. I was cooking yesterday in a Mr. Eatwell fabulous sweatsuit. I mean, when I said I had an olive oil explosion, so now I got to get oil out of the suit. You know what I mean? It was one of those. It was one of those didn't feel like a Thursday felt like a Tuesday, but you can't really explain it. You don't know what day of the week it is, but you're like, I'm here and I'm in it. It was one of those, but yes, Scarlett took a tumble. And then the only way I could, you know, manage the rest of the day is by drinking a bottle of wine, taking an edible and then going to my friend's house. And uh, apparently joining a, a group text of the ladies of Riverdale. So that's exciting. Anyways, enough about me. I want to get into what what you were up to this week, how your Thanksgivings went. I know 90% of them were traumatic, but a lot of it is great times. You know, listen, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, that I'm married to such a a nutter butter of a husband. I'm glad my mom peppers me with questions because that means she's still alive. The Georgia law lady joined us. We had a beautiful evening. We giggled. We had a great time. You know, and then I got to see friends and that's a beautiful thing. But there are little moments of frustration through the holidays where you're doing your best, but sometimes you just need to go out to a nice oak tree and just take a branch and kind of hit yourself over the head a few times, you know, to numb the pain. And if you got to do it and if you see any of your neighbors doing that, whether you're in our neighborhood or out, just know that they're going through something. Let them have a five. They'll pick themselves back up and they'll do the comedy tragedy, you know, the mask of dramatics. If you don't know what the comedy tragedy mask is, it's a a theatrical expression. It's two masks, and one of them is smiling, and then one of them looks sad. And some days, I feel like in my life, right, I go outside, and I'm happy, happy, happy. And then once I get to that, that dormant rosebud tree, the sadness comes on, and I sink my teeth into that bush. And I just, you know, scream into the void. So anyways, metaphorically speaking, if you see anybody from now, I'd say at least through January 10th, because things aren't going to get easier going into the the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, holidays. Things aren't going to get easier going into December. So if you see a neighbor, if you're in a group chat, whatever neighbor, if you're part of your HOA, look out for the people that you share a community with, because they too are also probably losing their mind. If you've been a listener of this podcast for as long as I've been doing it, you should already know. This should already be a staple in your closet. But if you're new here, welcome to the club of the AG1. I'm telling you, not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes supportive adaptogens to balance my body's stress, supportive magnesium, enzymes, probiotic, prebiotic, digestive enzymes for gut support, it also has vitamin C and zinc to help support my immune health. Y'all AG1's a no-brainer. I have so much of the stuff in my house cuz I constantly reorder it and I use it and I can never imagine being without it. Easiest thing in the world. In one scoop. One scoop you take one scoop, put it in a little bit of water. You can even put it in a smoothie, but it tastes great. So I put in a little cup of water. It has 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients that are going to make you feel better. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. I really, truly trust them, and I love the product. And if I'm traveling abroad, I absolutely take that with me. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com absolutely. Again, that's drink. A-G-1, the number one, that's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. This would make a great stocking stuffer. Hell, if you're not giving your friends and family the gift of help this year, then I don't know what you're doing. Again, go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. ZBiotics is the maker of the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. What is that, Heather? I'm going to tell you. Your first drink of the night for a better tomorrow is ZBiotics. It's engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists. ZBiotics is specifically a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. Listen, you know you're going to be drinking through the holidays. All right. We already know this. Every time I have a ZBiotics pre-alcohol before drinks, I notice a significant difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can completely and confidently plan on just being able to do what I got to do. There's nothing worse. You had too many drinks the night before, and then you can't accomplish your day. Listen, we got, we got Christmas shopping to do. We've got family to fight with. We've got shit to do. And I don't want to have to worry about not being able to seize the day because I don't feel great. And listen, I won't lie. I was on the fence. I get sent a lot of products and I was like, okay, Z biotics, pre-alcohol really going to work. And it did, and believe me, it's a real deal. So, what I want to tell you is, right now, okay, right now, the holiday season. Give your friends and family a gift; they will actually want and use with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/absolutely to get fifteen percent off your first order when you use absolutely at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a hundred percent money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/absolutely and use the code absolutely at checkout for fifteen percent. Off, thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and all of our good times. Now, back to the podcast. All right, let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800 213 7503. Let's see what the hell you guys have been up to. Hi there, I'm going to remain anonymous. This is from Maryland. Um, I'm going to mention that during our family blessing for about 35 to 40 people. My mother decided that that was the time to take the stage and say something to her two other sisters whom she's having a conflict with since Mm. her mother passed away, uh, their mother. And this is our first Thanksgiving without grandma. Um, So, yay for that. Thanks a lot, Mom, uh, for embarrassing us and deciding to call out two of your sisters and have a crying sesh with them. during Thanksgiving. We appreciate it. Thanks. Love and light. Okay, there's nothing better than sister drama at at the holiday. And this is such a girl thing to do, right? We always mask it. And it's a very Southern thing to do. We always mask everything in like a prayer request. Like I'm concerned. No, I'm literally, I'm very concerned right now. I'm concerned about you and the fact that you got a brand new BMW because like where are the finances coming from? Which basically means, bitch, you can't afford it and you're living outside your means. You know what I mean? Like that is, this is the kind of, It's low-hanging fruit, but it's also right there, but it's a little manipulative, and I love it. Okay, so let me get this straight. You had, you said a lot of family members over, you're doing the family prayer, and your mom starts to call out in the middle of the family prayer, her sisters that she's not getting along with since grandma died. This is a beautiful example of just not giving an absolute fuck, okay? There's nothing better when you hold hands with people about to bless this beautiful honey-baked ham or this turkey or, you know, pork roast, whatever the hell you decided to uh, indulge in. And then you got hands, you locked hands and you can already feel the tension. You know what I mean? Because energetically, regardless, if you're holding hands, that's the reason you hold hands when you say a prayer or you have a moment. You hold hands to, to connect the energy. And there's nothing better than a Thanksgiving prayer. You're holding hands and you can just feel the resentment and the tension going around the table And what does your mom do? She bows her head. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We just want to thank you for this food on the table. And the fact that my sister Sarah has done nothing to help me clean out grandma's house. Like that shit is the best. It's the best. A fight in the middle of a prayer is, I think, it's almost like speaking in tongues. It's like, you're trying to connect with the Lord. You're trying to bring the energy full circle, but all of a sudden you get hit. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever seen a Pentecostal church, YouTube it right now, YouTube uh, speaking in tongues. And I think that that's kind of what it is. It's like, it's an overwhelming sense of the Lord is on your shoulders, but also Satan might be right there. So you got to, you got to make sure you're fighting good and evil. But there is nothing better than the family drama. When when mom says she's going to say a prayer, maybe your dad's like, I'm going to say the prayer. And he's like, I oh, was so glad to have family here, except my brother Ronnie, who is a piece of shit and owes me $10,000. You never paid me for the timeshare. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, there is nothing better than when families fight over a timeshare. We all know it's a bad investment, but somehow Ronnie and your dad got locked into a timeshare over this place that was supposed to be, and I quote, a tennis and golf community, but it was outside Myrtle Beach, wasn't even in Myrtle Beach you know, and then it never got developed because the developer went belly up. So now somebody owes somebody a part of a down payment. But you know what? You know how we're hashing this out? Not outside with a glass of bourbon after everyone's enjoyed their meal. Oh, no, 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 no. We are, we are hashing it out right now during the prayer. There is nothing better than a prayer fight. And Lord, please forgive me. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of us speaking the word, but man, when you have that energy of everybody holding hands around the table and something comes over you, you know, it could be anybody. Hell, I could be saying the prayer. It could be, dear God, thank you so much for this beautiful meal that I slaved over. Thank you so much for letting me twist my ankle and my husband not coming to help me because he was taking a dump. You know, it is, there's something very powerful about the word of prayer, but also how it can stir the pot in a dramatic way. I know I've told this story before, but just kind of speaking in my neighborhood. We had an old, old neighbor and he sent an email out. And if you've already heard the story, I apologize, but it is very relevant. we had, And this is a Southern thing. You know, Southerners will always be like, we don't gossip, we have prayer requests. You know what I mean? But it's a way specifically for Southerners to really gossip in like a horrific way. We say, we're gonna pray for you. So we had a neighbor that sent out an email to the entire HOA that said, please keep my ex-wife, let's call her Molly. Please keep my ex-wife Molly in your prayers. She is undergoing a mommy makeover and is getting a breast augmentation and a tummy tuck, very worried about her recovery. XOXO, gossip girl. You know, like that's the kind of shit. And I'll never forget when that email came in and my dad was sitting at the kitchen table and he was he was like, God damn, Mark has lost his mind. This shit's insane. And my mom and him are just like, this is nuts, the neighborhood gossip. But what a low brow, but also what an undercut. Because you know what I mean? At the end of the day, if you get an email that says, please pray for me, you're going to click on it. Oh my God, what's going on? What's going on with Mark? Yes. It's from the neighbor. Oh my God. Do we think it's cancer? What's wrong? And it's just my ex-wife. So bing, bing, bing. Now, you know, they're getting a divorce. Didn't know that tea before. Bing, bing, bing. bing number two, she's getting a mommy makeover. Bing, 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 bing. Number three, those tits are about to be below her chin, directly on the chin nothing better. There's nothing better than when Southerners specifically put in their own bullshit while also trying to somehow bring the Lord into it. And you know, the Lord sitting up there going, he's smoking a cigarette and he's going, I did not ask for this. Y'all are all a bunch of dumb idiots. I did not ask for this. Oh my God. But I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. And I know that the tension was already palpable. I know that, you know, this lovely caller, I know that when your mom came in, and her two sisters showed up. Either it was three, it was two against one, or maybe they're all not seeing eye to eye, but you already knew that the tension was high. And I'm gonna guess that there's probably beef about something that grandma left that one of the other ladies thought was hers. Maybe it was a necklace. Maybe it was a car. Maybe it was the damn deed to the house. I don't know. There's always, it does not matter in any family dynamic, okay, whether there's two kids or six kids, there's always one child. And I mean like a child as in an adult who always has to take the brunt of the caretaking of the parents, plain and simple, plain and simple. I said that to my sister the other day. I was like, listen, I was having a nervous breakdown in the backyard with my gums on a rosebud tree and my sister and I are tired as hell. But Ashley lives a very independent life. You know what I mean? Where she's, I was like, Ashley, can you take mom to lunch? Can you fucking just take her to lunch? She's like, do you really want to start this right now? And I'm like, I'm not starting anything. I'm asking you, sister to sister, please just take mom to lunch. Just take her, take her to lunch. Because if you don't take her to lunch, then I'm going to be at lunch. And I need a, I need a 35 minute break because she's going to ask me, If I'm going to freeze my eggs again next week and I already told her, I don't know the answer. That's the thing too, is when your parents get a certain age, you know, they ask you the same thing just because they're not even fucking listening. They're just, you know what I mean? And you're like, mom, you've asked me this question six times and it's not that your mind is slipping. That's sharp as a tack. It's that you're basically blatantly just telling me now that you really don't give a fuck. And I'm like, mom, we just had this conversation about 40 minutes ago. She goes, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at bed at home and garden you know, I was thinking we should rip up all the hardwood floors and do black and white marble. What do you think? I, I think it's going to be about $100,000. You're on tour. You can pay for that, right? And I'm just like, what is happening? I just need a working washer dryer right now. I need The microwave blew out last night. I just need a fucking microwave. No, we're not ripping up the gorgeous hardwood floors and doing black and white marble because you talk to your friend, Joy, who lives in Boston, and she said, Robin, I think you should do it. You know who has to do it? Me. I need a break. So if my sister sees this, call mom and take her to lunch. All right. Let's get to the next voicemail. Happy Thanksgiving, Heather. Um, just left the driveway and uh, sitting in the bathtub with half an edible. And Oh, my girl. Need to just get something off my chest. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You talking to your children like they're fucking dogs. Okay. I had to deal with my sister-in-law talking to twin girls that are almost five, mind you, in two word questions or like two word descriptions. Okay. Num, num. No. Do you want a num, num? That's, that's AKA food. Do you want to cozy, cozy? No, No. Do you want to sit on my lap on the couch? I mean, it's, It's like these children are dogs. I have children. I talk to my children like people, not like fucking dogs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. I can't handle it. These children are not going to survive kindergarten. Thanks, Heather. Hope you had a blessed Thanksgiving. Okay. Now, I'm obsessed with this because as a woman who doesn't have a child, I love to be... You know, a little bit of the, uh, I like to be a support for my friends with kids, but I also do like to come and, you know, just blatantly tell them that they're doing a poor job parenting. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh yeah, okay, Heather, you could do it better. And I'm like, leave me with the kids, turn off the cameras, leave me with the kids and you'll see who's getting down for nap time. You know what I mean? Okay. That sounded really threatening, but regardless, you know what I mean? Like I will tell you right now, I have one dear friend and she's a baby talker and I baby talk with my dogs, which I know is even probably more disgusting, but she baby talks. Everything is sissy, sissy, baba, which I guess is bottle. You know what I mean? Where my other friend, she's got three boys and she'll say like, instead of blanket, it's B. She's like, where's your B? But it's more like, where's your B? You know, it's not, where's your baba? Oof, I got a little itchy on the back of the neck just thinking about it. You want the num-nums? No. Do you, Would you like... Would you like a a French dip sandwich is is how you got to talk to your kids. And I'm glad we brought this up because, you know, it's hard enough when you have a bunch of other kids from different sides of the family all under one roof for Thanksgiving, you know, and there's different parenting styles. But when you know that you just know, listen, if you're a parent, you know, if your kids are fucking cool and if they've got it or not. And I'm not saying that everybody has to have the same style of parenting, but at some point you do have to turn to your cousin and say, listen, listen, your son Tyler's 13 and I don't know why he's asking for num nums or for his baba, but I mean the kids on a fucking travel soccer team. And whatever you did in his youth fucked him up because he's never going to be able to apply for college. When on his application, one of the questions is, you know, what's something you like to do in your free time? He's like, well, I'm a real foodie. I love to go have my num nums like that's, I'm sorry. You're not setting your kids up for success. Full sentences. Now, I understand you can have cute little quirky isms in the family. You know, I mean, I love that, you know, we have a dog, Rigatoni. What do we call him? Chicken, Bubba, Bubs. I rarely call him Rigatoni. That's cute. You can have nicknames. Maybe your daughter's name is Isabel. Maybe we call her Bella, Ella, Lala. That's fine. But you know what? When she turns 45 and she has to go, I don't know, to the DMV to get a new license. You know what she can't do? As where the, the poo-poo is. And they go, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've been waiting in line for a while. Where's the poo-poo? And you're like, I don't know what that means. You mean the ladies' room, the bathroom? But because you were raising her, calling the ba- you need to go poo-poo? You need, or is it the poo-poos? No, it's the bathroom. It's the restroom. I say ladies' room, okay? I do, I'm, I love it. I think it just sounds nice and tasteful. Excuse me, if I go up to a hostess at a restaurant. Where might I find the ladies' room? Where might I find? The restroom. Now, where am I going to find the poo-poo? Can somebody lead me in the direction of the poo-poo? And I get kids are cute. I get it. I love my friend's kids. You know, one day, God willing, I'll have kids. But if you see me in the streets out at I don't know the mall and I'm walking through a restoration hardware and I got the cute kid and that fancy little, you know, the little roller thing and I'm walking by I don't know, an expensive cloud restoration hardware couch. And I look at that kid and I go, you want to do the cocoa? Which mean, I guess, what did this woman say? The cozies? You want to do the cozies? Punch me in the teeth. Punch me in the teeth. Now you have to realize I was raised by renegade Robin. So if you're thinking I'm being a little insensitive about this, my mom never baby talked with us. Never, never baby talked with us. And my sister, who we used to call Wednesday Adams because she'd look just like Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. She used to always say, mother, mother, may I have a glass of milk? You know, there was never, I want milky. I want baba. I want to go cocoa. Like there was none none of that. None of that. Hell, my mom didn't even say that. She used to, <laughs> there is one word. And I've said this before. My mom would always say, if we picked up something dirty, she would slap our hand and go caca, which is shit in Spanish. And so i that's the only like two little syllable word like caca that I would say, which was shit. You know, if there was a, a bird, she would just say caca. I don't know why. My mom doesn't even speak Spanish that well. But, you know, my sister was born in Miami. So I was saying shit before I was saying, can I get a ba?" Like, we got to stop it. If you're in public, listen, you got a month till the next holiday. You literally have exactly 20, you got an exact month. Christmas. Show up with some strong vocabulary. Miss Rachel, I'm sure, has got an advanced learning program. And at least let's make it so that we all know what this kid is asking for. You know what I mean? You want the num-nums? No. Hey, what's your name? What's your name? Charlie? Charlie, what would you like? You want a half rack of the ribs? Do you want wet or dry? You want the wet seasoning. Do you want North Carolina or St. Louis... BBQ sauce. Oh, Georgia. Okay, you like it with a little bit more heat. I love that. All right, I'm going to give little eight-year-old Charlie a half rack of ribs, and we're not going to say num-nums. Right, you got me fired up on that one. You want the num-nums? No. No. But if you're saying, where's the blanket at? Yo, yo, Charlie, where's your B at? That's fine. Blanket's a hard word to say. B makes sense. Where's your boo-boos at? Did you go to the do do the poo like, no, no even when my dogs, I go, let's go potty. You know what I mean? Go outside. They know outside and potty. Now, when I do get Riggs in bed, you know, sometimes I I open his little gums a little bit and I smell the inside of his cheek and I just go, I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much, my little angel. But I've never said, can you do the poo-poos? No. Do you need to go to the rest? Do you need to go potty? Who needs to go potty? Raise your hand. And then the kid in the corner, sweet Charlie, who only knows what num-nums, cuckoos, and poo-poos are, is like, just shit himself on the couch because he couldn't pick up on the cue that everybody else was going to the bathroom because he only knows to poo-poos. I mean, come on, guys. It's going to be universal language that we can get all these kids on, whatever age range. I understand, but at some point, as an outsider looking in, you're coddling your kids when you're doing the num-nums. The num-nums and the fun-funs and the kaka's and the cuckoos, it's a wrap. Absolutely not. Shark never change air purifier max saves you $300 or more in filter replacement costs over five years. Let me tell you what I changed all of my filters in my house with the shark never change air purifier max. It is a game changer. It's quiet. It gives you legit information right on the dial. It'll literally say like when my room needs to be cleaned, dusted. When that purification is not at 100, it notifies me. It's not lit up. There's nothing worse than when you have some of these other brand purifiers and they're like fluorescent lights and you're trying to go to sleep and you have this thing humming in the corner and you're like, okay, I literally have to put a towel over this so it won't be bright. No, not with the Shark Never Change Air Purifier Max. I love Shark products. I literally got sent all of their products, because I talked about them on the podcast, and then they were like, hey, we want you to try everything out. I love their stuff. I love, love, love Shark. I also love that it has a Clean Sense IQ, which tracks air quality and constantly adjusts power to maintain clean air in your home. It has anti-allergen HEPA filter, captures more micropollutants than HEPA standards require, trapping 99.98% of large, small, and micro-sized particles. Covers up to 1,400 square feet for powerful multi-room purification. Listen, visit SharkClean.com and use code ABSOLUTELY at checkout for 20% off your purchase of a Shark Never Change Air Purifier. That's Shark Clean. I'm going to spell it out for you. dot com. Use code ABSOLUTELY for 20% off your order. Again, that's SharkClean.com and use code ABSOLUTELY for 20% off your order. I'm telling you, you're going to want one in every room in your home. SharkClean.com and use code ABSOLUTELY. Let's talk about microdosing. You know that just right feeling? And I love to microdose, okay? There's nothing worse than when you take an edible or something to enjoy and it's too much, but microdosing is perfect. Microdosing is that just right feeling. When your body and your mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, when you're relaxed, focused, and a little energized, being in the zone well, guess what? Microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. Listen, how do you microdose? Okay. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel like I'm chill. I'm Zen. I relieve the anxiety, the pain, the muscle tension, but I'm not out of body. I'm not feeling like, ah, man, I'm, it's too much. We all need ways to get through the holidays and we all need ways to just feel like we can take the edge off a little bit, but without going overboard. Listen, microdose gummies do exactly what I want them to. And if you know me, I'm not into taking too much, okay? There's nothing worse than when you've taken too much of an edible and the next thing you know, you're on the roof of your house, right? But a tiny dose of THC has worked for me and a few of my friends of mine with anxiety, okay? There's nothing better when you're like, I want to take the edge off, but I also don't want to be hungover from drinking. So you know what I like? A little microdose. Just a half of a gummy is a perfect dose to help me relax at the end of the day. You know this. You know I love a gummy. And to get off the mental hamster wheel, which is just honestly, that's where I feel like a lot of us are at right now, right? Instead of spinning in place, I'm just chilling and able to get on and let go of today's stresses without feeling lazy or hazy. I hate that. I hate feeling lazy or hazy. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code absolutely to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. We love that. Again, that's microdose.com. Code absolutely for 30% off. Hi, Heather. This is Katie. Ignore the previous voicemail. Absolutely not. To my 90-year-old grandfather meeting the 14th man in 14 years that my cousin has brought to Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> my sister and I, on our, you know, our Thanksgiving walk, were talking about it and we were trying to count all these random men that we have met over the years. We had to go on our Instagram to figure it all out because, of course, she hasn't deleted all these different men. No. 14 men. My angel of a grandfather... Calls everyone Anthony now. Mm. He does it as a joke, but could you imagine? Imagine bringing home fourteen different men in fourteen years to Robin. I I would love to know your thoughts. Well, here would be the great thing about bringing fourteen different men home to Robin. Robin each time would tell me that it was my fault that they left me, okay? We already know that Robin is like slightly a misogynistic where she's like, Jeff can do no wrong. Now, she will put Jeff in his place when he has a bad attitude, but she's always like, well, it's probably you probably did something. And there are days where I'm like, no, he's being an asshole, okay? Let, let me deal with my shit. Let me deal with my marital spat in peace. Okay, first and foremost, I love this. There's nothing better than when, you know, everybody has that one cousin. Her name is usually Brittany, but in this case, I feel like she was a. You know what I mean? A Jesse Lynn. It was a Jesse Lynn. It's a hyphenated Jesse Lynn. Cousin Jesse Lynn's coming. And she went through a period when she was in college that she wanted to be called Lynn, but everybody else is like, no, you look too much like a Jesse Lynn. Like, we're not just giving you a Lynn. Like, how dare you do that just to Lynn's? It's a Jesse Lynn. Dude, there's nothing better than having a slutty cousin named Jesse Lynn who brings a new boy, a new beau to Thanksgiving every fucking year. And every time. You know, and and it's like, you guys have been down this road. After the ninth guy, you're like, listen, we all know the problem's her. You know what I mean? What's the common denominator? Jesse Lynn. But there's nothing better when you're on the ninth boyfriend. You know, maybe it's the early 2000s and you're like, okay, I feel like this guy might stick around. You know what I mean? She seems like she's doing well. Last time she was here, she was a little shaky. I know she had been dabbling. You know, with the Adderalls, but I feel like this guy's a go. What does he do for work again? Okay. All right. He's a manager at a Target. That's a great job. I feel like there's a vibe. How did they meet again? At at a Buffalo Wild Wings. I feel like, I feel like there's chemistry. I feel like there's something. And then there's no worse feeling than the the 10th Thanksgiving. You find out a year later, poor, poor Target manager's been kicked to the curb because he finally said he wasn't going to put up with her doing whippets in the parking lot of the Target anymore. He's like, this is my place of work, Jesse Lynn. And I know you're stressed out because your dad bought you a condo. It was only two bedroom instead of three, but you have to realize how privileged you are. And I don't know why you're huffing computer cleaner in my parking lot. I'm going to get fired. You know what? Fuck you. We're over. And then Jesse Lynn just like, you know, losing her shit. Oh, poor grandpa. The last one. I don't blame him for calling all the new boyfriends Anthony. Also, you know, listen, I'm not slut shaming. Women can do whatever they want, but everybody, every single person knows, whether it's a guy or a girl, maybe you have a really slutty male cousin. You can be a slut. You can just sow your seed in too many places. Everybody has that one disappointing cousin. We're like, they had potential. You know, they did well on the SATs, but now Jesse Lynn is just you know, she's gotten into the wrong thing. And she was a pretty girl. And you know, there was so much potential there. But, you know, she felt bad for herself because her parents got divorced, but they're amicable. They're both at Thanksgiving. But she was an only child and her parents threw money at the issue and it wasn't enough. And now she's huffing computer cleaner outside of You know, Anthony, her ex-boyfriend's target. I mean, you know how it goes. The hair's a little too streaky with the highlights, but she has a beautiful face and like we could frame it. Like she has the money to spend on a good cut and color, but she just doesn't. The gel manicure is always like a little too grown out and there's always a thumb That's been, it's like hot pink, but it was also chrome. And the chrome is, the chrome is just completely gone. It's a little hot pink tip of the gel nail that's just ripped back. And when dudes see her at like the high school reunion, they're like, man, Jessie Lynn, wasn't she like super smart? Oh yeah, but she did, she has had sex with everyone. And I'm not saying you can't be sexually free. I'm not saying you can't take the power back. But we all know. I mean, everybody's also got like a slutty cousin named Mikey. We're Mikey, you're all you don't know how this guy's dick hasn't fallen off. We all have it. Guy, girl, it doesn't matter. We all have one relative where you're constantly like, are they in trouble with the law? They and then they always had potential. They always had the top of the potential. And you want to turn to Jesse Lynn at Thanksgiving and go, listen, what's this new guy's name? Okay. What well, Brad? Brad is, he's, he's way out of your league. we You must suck the chrome off a tailpipe. We don't know why he's here. But either way, don't fuck this one up. Grandpa's only got a couple more years to live, all right? Just marry the fucking guy and get on with your life because guess what? You have it easy. None of us got condos from our divorced parents. We would love one. So shut the fuck up. Oh, you're leasing a new Nissan Rogue? Good for you. What is your business? Oh, you're on your third business? And what are you you training to do now? Be an eyebrow laminate technician. Great. Stick with it, Jesse Lynn. And grandpa's in the corner like, where's Anthony? I mean, y'all, you have a minimal responsibility, which is just to let grandpa enjoy his last Thanksgiving. And you got slutty Jesse Lynn over here bringing out the flavor of the week. And if and I'll tell you right now, if Brad comes to Christmas and if he hasn't picked up on the fact that he will be called Anthony and if he has a problem with it, like if at some point Brad's had too many white Russians and he's outside at the garage, like trying to pull you over. Like what the fuck is to do with this old guy? Call me Anthony. And you're like, listen, motherfucker, you're number 22 on the old belt notch. All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to play ball. You're going to come in here and you're going to go kiss my grandfather. And you can say, yeah, it's me, Anthony. You remember? Cause he can't see the cataracts didn't work. So all I want you to know is play ball or I'll tell Jesse Lynn to get rid of you. And he's like, No. She gives such good head. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows. And you may only see this cousin once a year at Thanksgiving or Christmas, but somehow you were having to like talk down the boyfriend off the ledge. Dude, my favorite thing is when I go to other people's holidays too, because, you know, I'm always the one trying to talk to the weird cousin. I want to talk to the sister-in-law who was excommunicated because she divorced the the brother, but then they got remarried. I'm in the corner. I've had a buttery chardonnay. And I'm like, listen, listen, Trish, tell me. So at what point did you decide to bring it back together? You know, at what point going through the divorce process did you think, let's get remarried? You know, and I can see the mom, you know, I can see your mom just in in the window whipping up some mashed potatoes, being like, don't talk to her we don't know why they got remarried. And I'm like, I've got this, Nancy, don't worry. Like, dude, invite me to your family holidays because I love to stir the pot. Oh, I love it. And everybody knows if you have a big enough family, there's always one side of the family. And why is this? There's always one couple, they got divorced, they got remarried. And we don't know if they should have or not. We don't know if they should be divorced. We don't know if they should be married. We don't know what to feel about any of it. But regardless, they're like the success story of the family. It's like, well, (laughs) Leslie and Dan, I don't know if y'all know this. You know, they're sitting around at the table. We're going around. What are we thankful for? I'm thankful for my career. I'm thankful I just finished grad school. I'm thankful for my beautiful family. And then Leslie's always like, you know what? I just want to say to Dan, Dan, we have had our ups and downs. And the whole family goes, oh, fucking here we go. Okay, you guys got remarried. Shut the fuck up. You know, and we, we broke up. As some of y'all don't know, and it's like everyone was there at the divorce hearing. We all know. We had to sign an affidavit to help, you know, Dan get full custody of the kids because you were losing it for a minute. I don't know if y'all know, but we, we did get fully divorced. It was really messy splitting up the assets. And a week later, I decided to say I'm sorry. And because I do suck. Such good dick. He took me back. And I'm, Dan, I'm thankful for you. And Dan just like, yeah, he's just like, I love you. Somebody pass the sweet potatoes. <laughs> you know, like, and everybody, everyone else in the family is sitting there just waiting for the green bean casserole to be pushed around. And they're like, oh, God. How many more years? How many more times do we think this couple is going to get divorced than remarried? And then you got cousin Jesse Lynn who pops in with a new boyfriend, maybe even two in tow. We don't know. And you're like, I never, ever want to say that somebody is too promiscuous, but I feel like Jesse Lynn is a little bit. It's okay to say, you know what I mean? It's okay. Everybody's got one slutty cousin and it happens. It happens. It happens. But don't expect grandpa to keep up. That's a hard ask, Jesse Lynn. Don't expect grandpa to be able to differentiate the dick that you're bringing to the holidays. He's not gonna. He also doesn't have the energy. He doesn't have the energy. But you know who does have the energy to talk to your new boyfriend or to talk to the divorced couple in the corner that then got remarried or to talk to the sister who's like, you know, lost all of her money in Bitcoin? So she's really taking it out on the family. You know who's got the time to talk to that person? Me. Invite me. I don't care where you live. Kansas, Missouri, North Dakota, Alaska. I'll come to Anchorage, my own dime. I'll, I'll bring presents for Christmas. I don't care. I want to be in the thick of it. Because I gotta be honest with you. I was sitting around with an nice leg yesterday after I took a tumble. My mom, my sister, Jeff and I, we had a pleasant conversation. I said, this is kind of boring. You know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm ready to be dialed into somebody else's stuff. I want a character study on cousin Mike, you know, who said he was going to start a golf cart business. And you're like, we don't live anywhere near a golf course. And he's like, no, I think this is the wave of the future. And you're like, I think electric cars is the wave of the future. He's like, but that's exactly what a golf cart is. They're not technically street legal here in Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. Are you going to sell them to a golf course? No, they're also that they would never allow you to drive these through neighborhoods, but I think this is my next enterprise. And you're just like, Oh God, you always have that one cousin who's an entrepreneur. He started 16 different businesses and you can't knock him for being innovative, but every idea gets dumber and dumber. You know what I mean? Okay. I got a new idea for business. It's an invention. I'm working on the patent. So it's this thing. Do you guys like fish? And everyone at the table is like, yeah, I love fish. All right, so here's the thing. It's a pole, all right? I want you to imagine like a long stick and it's got wire on the bottom of it, all right? So at the top, there's a stick, right? Like a tree branch. And then there's this like yarn but the yarn is actually like hard it's like hard yarn and the hard yarn is dangling and then you put like a worm or something or like a little dangle dangle at the bottom of that hard yarn and you put it out in the water and then the fish come to it and you're like um hey cousin mike So, so that's that's a fishing rod that's that's that has been i would say that was probably one of the earliest inventions and he's like wait what I didn't know about this. And you're like, Oh God. And you're like, have you told anybody else about your idea? And he's like, yeah, I got shit buddies down at the gym who are investors. I'm like, how much money did they give you? Oh, about 40000 each. And you, of course, your gut drops because you're just like, how the fuck is Mike getting multiple offers of $40,000? I'm like, is it cash? He's like, I asked cash. In fact, I got it in the back of uh, my 3 Series BMW right now. I'm like, how do you afford a 3 Series BMW? You just, you, you just thought you came up with a fishing rod. I didn't know how they got fished before that. Oh, damn. Okay. All right. Well, it's okay because I got this new thing. It's a penis pump, but it also works as a nightlight and also can blend your protein shakes. It's an all-in-one. And you're like, you know what's a horrible idea? To have anything with a blade or a battery that's also near your dick. you know. And then you just throw your hands up and you go, I'm doing everything wrong. I got educated. I played by the rules. I did this. I did that. And then you see why the circle the prayer group starts to spiral. You get why the tension in the family is so strong that when you lock hands and you say, dear God, we come before you to thank you for this day. And you're like, cousin Mike has $2.8 million in cash from investors that don't realize that he is reinventing the fishing pole. It never needed to be reinvented. And he just used the word hard yarn. That doesn't exist. Like that that is the holidays in a nutshell. And I am hoping that you guys will invite me to your next holiday. I want to be there. I want to be inside you. I want to be inside the house. I want to be running my fingers. I want to be running. Little SMR. Hold on. I want to judge the bar cart. I want to judge the holiday decor. I want to run my fat fingers through your newly renovated she shed. And I want to just be in the thick of it. I want to hear the fire alarm go off because somebody forgot that the, the pork roast or the, the prime rib was in the oven because somebody was fighting out in the yard. You know what I mean? I want to be a part of it. Man, the holidays are a beautiful thing. And if you're like me and you were trying to have a beautiful moment, a quiet moment to honor a loved one that you, you lost and then you got up and you twisted the one thing that's thin on your body and you took a tumble, I want you to know it's going to be okay. Because that in a way is also a way for your loved one to say, hey, I see you, I got you. And you're being a little bitch right now. So get up and stir that pasta. Y'all, I love you, I mean it. Thank you for calling in. We are gonna have a couple more bonus episodes before the end of the year. And I would also love if next week, if you could call in What's on your Christmas list? Whether it's an emotional component, whether it's a an actual physical thing, let me know what's on your Christmas list. I want to know what you're asking Santa for this year because you know I think I gotta have a new um little new perspective. I would love somebody to kind of you know tickle the back of my brain so I can think of something different that I need to ask Santa for this year because I'm stumped. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for sharing your holidays with me. And as always, you can call in 800-213-7503. I will see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. A Riverdale Ciao, Bella. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.